Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Steel Wars Live Call-In Show. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And it is another exciting week in the Star Wars fandom. I think just today we uh, got two new little clips, or I only saw them today, from Rogue One. Some people want more clips. Some people say, too many clips, too many clips. It is truly a Goldilocks situation for the good people at Lucasfilm and Disney. And we're going to be taking your calls over the next hour. Whatever we don't get to in the hour, we'll go through into the supporter bonus time. So we will get to all calls. The, uh, we've got a few people on hold. There's still, if you want to get amongst it, there is uh, still... Yeah, the queue's pretty light comparatively, although we just got an extra person in. But we'll get to all your calls in the next hour. And also, if you are on hold, it's a good way to listen to the show as well. Uh, there's a chat room that is already bustling with a few people. Got a few uh, regular guests in there, like Emily, Eric, Guest 2020. I'm not sure if that's an actual, someone puts that in or that's just a generic thing that Blog Talk, I think it is a generic thing that Blog Talk Radio does because Guest 2020 is in there every week, I think. But uh, shout out to you, Guest 2020. I love you. And as Guest 2030 just got in there, I'd say it is a Blog Talk generic number. My co-host this week is a, a good Star Wars friend of mine. We chat about Star Wars online all the time. He is the, the, the moderator, the overlord, the evil genius, the benevolent <laughs> dictator of a huge community on Facebook, the Star Wars Podcast Alliance, recently renamed. Welcome, Tyler Westhouse. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm really good. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I've had a, uh, a hectic day darting about uh, L.A., so many different regions of LA to from just the it seems like a nuclear wasteland to um, palm trees. I've, I've seen it all today, so I'm, I'm glad to sit down and and chat some wars. Uh, how's your week going, buddy? Uh, it's been uh, busy and interesting, to say the least. <laughs> you you, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the <laughs> you mentioned the name change for the Facebook group. It uh, it used to be the Rebel Force Radio Facebook group. I uh, just left Rebel Force Radio after about two years, and uh, we did the name change this past Saturday. So if you uh, if you want to join the group, go ahead and do so. Steel and Iron there all the yeah, time. Yeah, it is. Star Wars. It is it is a lively discussion, and and it was the um I I think it's nice that I, I like things in fandom that make new things. And, um, you know, Jimmy and Jason from Rebel Force Radio, they were at the Force Net doing the Force cast, and they left that to go on to do their own thing. And then you started the community for them, the, uh, what would you call it? The Facebook community? I don't even know what that's called. A, a message Facebook board group, or something man. like that? What is it? A group! That's the word I'm looking for. Group! A group! God! That thesaurus is getting no work with, with hard words like group getting left out of my vocabulary. And then that it sort of, I don't know, it just evolved into something else and now it is a sort of a place for everyone to talk podcasting and Star Wars. There's lots of users from different podcasts in there and um, a lively discussion, contentious discussion this week, but that is uh, happening the world over. Hopefully and you also uh, mellowed out a bit. <laughs> the contentious discussion. Yeah, hopefully the world over. <laughs> You know, Star Wars is, you know, it's like this, our, our little escape and stuff from, from such things. But it, it's weird how, and, and, and in doing all these interviews that I've done for the Steel Wars podcast, um, like the, the interview versions of the Steel Wars podcast, it's, it's weird how the same problems the world face, even in a microcosm like, like Star Wars fandom, it's still, um, all those problems are still there about that sort of stuff. So, uh it is, uh, yeah, it is a tense 
tense time for the planet, I think, but in the Star Wars world, it's a tense time for that rebellion. Will Jin Erso come through with the goods? The um, have you have you watched the new future featurettes this week? There is the the one the featurette that rebellions are built on hope with um, behind the scenes interviews with uh, Felicity Jones and a few crew. And then I just saw this other one, Tyler, that's up on makingstarwars.net. I'm sure it's everywhere. But it's um, a Star Wars story recruiting, which looks like it's a Japanese spot because of the uh, the Asian writing underneath. I, I, I'm unable to tell what country that's from. But I think it's Japanese because this is one shot that I was posted on Instagram. It is so good. It's of Cassian walking into an Imperial base with uh, two... And, um, I actually, uh, it says, actually have not seen that yet. Oh, okay. And it's got underneath... I don't know if it says... It's sort of based around Cassian, this, this clip. And it's got some Asian writing. But then the English translation about, above it is special ability. Which, it's just... I, I, I love that sort of, like, special ability, rebel. Like, it, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I like yeah, I, uh, excited I, Japanese television. <laughs> They're, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, I think I prefer the international trailers that have come out for Rogue One more than the domestic stuff that's coming out. Like, every international trailer is sort of based on the domestic trailer, but it seems to have more content that's interesting to me. I don't know if you feel similar, but, or even noticed the difference. I'm not, I, I, this is what I'll say, is I think, in the end, the international ones end up using... I'm not sure if they come out second, so they're more interesting. But the shots seem like they, they, they have better shots. But I'm not sure if that's just because I'm now used to those other shots. But the, the, the recent international one, it had the, um, the sweet shot of where you could see through the AT-AT that didn't have cargo, and then, of course, that, that Death Star shot. But I think whilst the international ones use better shots... I definitely think the domestic ones, if you're in America, are cut together more sweetly. I, I find the editing of the international ones something just not as smooth. Hmm. You know, I couldn't really... It, it's hard to explain, I think, for both of us what the, what the difference is. But, I mean, there is a noticeable difference when you watch some of them. I mean, I've, uh, I, for the most part, have enjoyed all of the marketing material I've seen in general for it, so I don't really have any complaints. I'm just being nitpicky for the sake of nothing. <laughs> hey, we're on the internet. We've got to pick it. <laughs> I forgot We've to insult to. you for on the internet. To, mate. I, I got to call you a name, <laughs> and then I need to threaten your life. You, and You podcaster, you. That's an insult. <laughs> the, um... He calls the podcaster. He and I are done. We're no longer friends. We're not going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> we are on a podcast, that's it. The, uh, but something that, that Jason Ward from Making Star Wars has said all year is by the end, by the release of this film, we're going to know these characters. Like they're going to pump out clips that really introduce us to these characters so we can get some sort of attachment. Whereas, um, you know, a, a lot less mystery. And I think we're seeing this, if, if this Cassian... Uh, recruiting one is going to make it into the uh, the English market, um, the English speaking market, I should say. Then I, I assume we're going to get little featurettes on all the characters. And I hope so. Yeah, I, I'm like I want it, but then I'm like I'd like to save it to the end. So I'm, I'm, here's I'm in the, my whatever here's you want my, to do. Here's my level of stupidity. I still struggle. Like I I couldn't tell you the name of Donnie Yen's character because I'm just I don't know what's wrong but I can't remember these characters names for the life of me I don't know if it's because it's a spin-off or a, a standalone but I really only remember Jin Krennic and uh, K2SO's names otherwise I have to like look it up and I'll have full-on like 30 minute long discussions but when it comes to when I actually have to say the character's name I just I just blank I sound like a I sound like a doofus might have a problem. So. Yeah, I, I'm not far off that either. I Donnie Yen. Is... 
Is I think it's Chin. I think I think Chirut or Chirut. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's back. Yeah, I'm not totally cocked in on all the characters yet, but soon, buddy. Soon. I got I got other stuff to do. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't really. Of course. I don't. I don't. I'm too busy making up excuses why I don't know. The other yeah. one is going to IMDb Top, making flashcards. All right, who is this guy? <laughs> All right, uh, pop quiz. Who, um, is, uh, who is Reza Med's character? What's his name? Oh. <laughs> oh. It's on the tip of my tongue. If someone in the chat room can help me out with this one. As soon as I hear it, Bodie. Bodie, thank you, Patrick. Patrick Bonfrisco, who's doing all the show notes. Um, he, he now writes... <laughs> He now writes in the show notes, Steele and Tyler don't know anything about Star Wars. That's at that's the 10-minute hey, mark. It's fine. I agree with it. I'm not going to debate it. But um, the other trailer, or the other teaser, the featurette with the, uh, the interviews, um, which was posted on the Star Wars UK Twitter, that, have you seen that one? Yeah, I, uh, I'm actually watching it right now. I've seen that before, yeah. Yeah, I think that is the best. I tweeted that that should win the award for best promo or trailer that actually explains what Rogue One is actually about. I mean, it's so it, that, it's just them being so deliberate, like zooming in on the word spies, secret plans. <laughs> I mean, they have to. No, that's what they have to do. Like zooming in on spies. That's when I was watching that, to me, I was just like, well, that's another 15 million in box office. Like, <laughs> every little thing that you can clear this up is just like box office raises, raises. You've got to explain what this is about. I was but, hanging out with my, uh, about a month ago, I was hanging out with my friend uh, Mina at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, and I got a call from my father. I'm just like, oh, I wonder what this could be about. He's like, hey, that, that new Rogue One movie, it has. Is it about the Death Star? It's like, yeah, Dad. I mean, why? Why do you ask? He's like, I watched the trailer and uh, I didn't see any new characters. And it's like, Dad, I, I told you six times it's a prequel. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he hung up. So <laughs> there's a lot of people who still don't understand that it's a prequel. And I didn't think it would be this bad a year ago. I thought everybody would get that it's before the Force Awakens and the original trilogy. But people struggle with it for some reason. No, but that's because you're in the fan bubble. Do you know what I mean? It's so Star Wars is so confusing. Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, and then three and a half. That's tough. <laughs> it's, it's hard to track. There's death I, stars I, I all over the place. It's three and a half. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that till now. That's what it is. It's three, or maybe it's three and three quarters. Maybe it's it's three and seven eighths. You math dynamo, you. The other thing that you do that people might know you about is uh, you write the occasional StarWars.com article. What stuff have you tackled thus far? I've, I've done a few things. More often than not, my StarWars.com is me trying to come up with ideas, realizing I'm a bad writer and I'm not great, and then going like, oh, it's worthless. And then occasionally I'll pitch something that they go with. But uh, I wrote a really long interview featurette. It was an interview with audiobook narrators Mark Thompson and Jonathan Davis. Uh, you know, you'll recognize Jonathan and Mark from a ton of audiobooks. Mark did uh, The Force Awakens audiobook. Jonathan just did Catalyst. He did all the Darth Bane books. I did a uh, an interview with the wonderful David Collins about what it takes to be a celebration stage host and his history with that. I talked to Tom Spina about the uh, SNL Matt the Radar Technician skit that they did with uh, Adam Driver. And he shared some really interesting behind-the-scenes facts about that. I also wrote a... Uh, I have a couple listicles on there as well. Like a list of best Star Wars quotes to use at work, to use at the gym. Your go-to... Uh, oh, give me one to use like. at the gym, please. Give, All right, give hold me on. one to use at let the gym. Pull, let me pull it up. <laughs> I didn't expect this. Can you guess what one of them is? And I'll tell you if you're correct. I've got a bad feeling about this. I don't think I actually used that one. Hold on. 15 Star Wars quotes to use at the gym. Tyler Westhouse. Oh, I've got the best one. This one has to be on there. Do or do not, there is no try. I mean, obviously. Of not course funny. it is. Not funny, but, <laughs> but it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah. Do or do not, there is no try is number 15. The other ones are do what must be done, do not hesitate, show no mercy, Darth Sidious, 
uh, unlimited power, Darth Sidious, which you can uh, you can scream that after doing a superset. <laughs> this is so wizard, Kitster. Uh, stop taking my hand in case there's a creepy guy at the gym. <laughs> and uh, the other ones, you got to go to StarWars.com and uh, and read it for yourself to figure those out. I'm not going to give it all away oh, on the that's... on the air. That's how you sizzle an article. That's how you That's how I keep myself in graces. By telling people to go to the website. <laughs> Good action. Well, we've got a uh, we've got a few people on hold, so we're going to get to your calls. The chat room is actually pumping at the moment. There's I've, I've got to scroll down to see all the people in there, so that's cool. Let's go to our first call. It is on Skype, and I believe it's of an old friend. Up late in the UK. Tell us where you're from and who you are. Hey guys, it's me, Charlie, over here in the UK. Oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah, you mean hey, Charlie. me. <laughs> hey, Charlie. You alright? We've got, got Charlie Asprey, who listeners of um, the Steel Wars podcast would know from uh, the blog pods at uh, Celebration London. Charlie was there. For the uh, the late nights and uh, the great fun, and, and Charlie's also a uh, an associate evil overlord on the uh, the Star Wars Podcast Alliance Facebook group. Uh, what's on your mind in these early hours in the UK, Charlie? Well, I was just so amped to talk to you still again. It's two a.m. right now, but the question I wanted to ask you and Tyler basically was. The clip that came out earlier, the featurette, it just blew me away, the fact that they've tied it into A New Hope, finally. I thought they would have done it earlier, to be honest. But I want to ask you, do you think the marketing has failed or been a success? I would say, watch this space. Because now's... Tickets aren't on sale yet. And I think they're... they're my thinking is that they're holding off the tickets until it's a bit closer so they can kick it. So it's more of a mainstream ticket purchasing exercise. So the news of ticket sales will kick the mainstream into buying tickets. Whereas with The Force Awakens, everyone, you know, like it was such a hyped up thing that you could do it months in advance. But I think they're going to kick these um, really exploratory promos into gear, um, really dumbing down, not dumbing down, but making it, there is no way you can watch this featurette and not know where this story is set, featurettes, and then go buy some tickets, people. So I, I think, unlike, this is a different one, and I think this is more centred more to the uh, the final lead-up, the go-home weeks before the release, rather than a, uh, you know, a, like months and months of, of promo. I know in Melbourne, not that I'm, I'm in LA at the moment, but in Melbourne, they've just rolled out the uh, the trams. The tr- trams that go around Melbourne are a very iconic form of public transport. And um, there's a couple with full wraparound Rogue One with, with the uh, Stormtroopers and the... Uh, the Rogue One team on the beach going for a run. So, yeah, I, I, I think for us in the bubble, it doesn't seem like much, but, you know, in the mainstream movie marketing world, it's it's sort of from Thanksgiving, I, I think it, it's like two weeks of go see this movie, this is what it's about, this is when it's set, Ray's not in it. Go, go, go. What do you think, Tyler? Um... I think it's I think it's a mix. I think for the vast majority of Star Wars fans it's been successful marketing. I think Star Wars fans I think the majority are just as excited for this as any other Star Wars movie that's come out, including The Force Awakens, because Star Wars fans are so in love with Star Wars. Um when it comes to the casual market, it's a little bit more difficult. When I hear people talking about Rogue One, they don't sound as into it because I think they're more confused than anything else because they don't know that they're going to be doing spinoffs. I imagine it's going to be very similar to the Han Solo ones. The Han Solo trailers, be ready because they're going to say, I'm Han Solo 16 times in the trailer. They're not just going to pop up Han Solo at the end to make you guess who it is. For me, I think it's been... 
That that sounds that sounds pretty true to life. I'm Han Solo. That's great. They've nailed it. <laughs> that's how, that's how the trailer ends. They don't say his name once in the teaser, and then at the end, it's just like, "Who are you?" And then he just looks at the camera, winks, and then it just says Han Solo a Star Wars story. I imagine that's what they'll do because <laughs> that's how trailers work. <laughs> same thing. Same thing for Indiana Jones Five. Just like, "Who are you?" And then. It, Harrison Ford just looks at the camera and winks. That's how every movie trailer should just end, with the main character winking at the camera and then flashing the title. But uh, for me, it's uh, it's a little bit odd. I'm not crazy excited for it. I don't know how to describe that. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie, but I don't have the same like fever pitch freaking out about it that I did with The Force Awakens. And it might just be because it's the nature of the first spinoff, but I don't know. Like the very first teaser that we saw uh, at Celebration Anaheim of this Obi-Wan speaking over it, that was my favorite trailer that they've done so far for it. I don't know if that makes me a weird person or what. Maybe I'm not a real Star Wars fan. Which, which promo did you say? The very first one that leaked from Celebration Anaheim. It has Obi-Wan talking and it's the pan up and you oh. see Obi-Wan. Like it's Obi-Wan saying like before the dark times, before the Empire. That was my favorite. Yep. That gave me chills. But all the other ones have been... I, I, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a great movie. But I don't know. I mean, my the thing I'm most looking forward to is in Darth Vader. It's K2SO. <laughs> so does that make me weird? No, there's tons of other reasons why you're weird, man. Don't worry. Hey, man. What? You invite me on your show and then you insult me? And then you bring Charlie on here? <laughs> What's going on? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what happened. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. Charlie, Charlie um, the, what do you think about it? I, I, again, I think, yeah, it's kind of mixed because, like, my family, they love Star Wars, but they understand the sort of the timelines and everything that's mixed up. There's some people I've spoken to and they're just, it's kind of like a, they, they're confused about the timelines, but they don't really care. Does that make sense? If they see, like, a, a, a TIE fighter and stormtroopers, it's just generic Star Wars to them, so they think it's cool anyway, and they just want to see it. So I think, yeah, I think the trailers have done a good job so far, like setting up the story, but I would have imagined there would have been more tie-in to A New Hope, like even if a, like a clip from the film, you know, like to say, oh, before A New Hope, and then it just shows you like bits from the film. I think that would have helped a little bit in some of the trailers, but as soon as we get in, last few weeks I think the mainstream already going to go see it anyway it's got Star Wars in the title isn't it so the um, yeah the promos like as I said I was talking about this on making Star Wars now this is podcasting this week that Nick Skywalk who is in Europe and, uh, and does sort of uh, trailer re-edits he, he did an amazing one that you know, brought all this imagery from A New Hope into the Rogue One trailers and it really broke down, you know, that connection between the rebellion in A New Hope and Rogue One. And it's, it's like, I just think he does such a good job and he could make them millions of dollars by, by if they, they got him in to do... I'm not sure if... I don't know, do you think there's a thing where they... Even if they wanted to, they'd have to organise a deal with 20th Century Fox to use footage to promote the Disney film. Is that is that an issue? Do you think? Well, they used uh, they used the audio. Maybe I, I'm not sure what the uh, what the difference would be. I mean, they used the Obi Wan audio, and then they also used audio from A New Hope in The Force Awakens, technically, with uh, during Ray's like Force back sequence. You know, I'm not really sure. I'm uh, I'm not going <laughs> to elaborate too much on it because I don't want to dig myself into a hole, but I imagine they can't just mix together scenes. I assume that would confuse the crap out of people if they threw together scenes of the Death Star and A New Hope and then the Rogue One because they do look – they're both in the same time period, but they look very different. Hmm. 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 But, yeah – Next couple of weeks, I actually, I, I'm not, I'm nowhere near as, like, I'm very excited, but I, I'm nothing compared to The Force Awakens. But Force Awakens, I was, I was at peak, oh my God, this is amazing, 
I've waited for this all my life. You know, one of my first memories, it seems, is like coming out of the movies of Return of the Jedi and being sad that I'd never know what happened afterwards. So I was just just pumped. But I, I think I'm set to just love this film because I am not going in at peak. Like, The Force Awakens was just like, you know, like there was the catchphrase in JJ Retwi- in JJ Retrust. Do you know what I mean? We'll just, like, please, please come through for us, buddy. We, n- we need this. <laughs> like, don't mess this up. You know what? Do you, uh, do you want a controversial opinion that I'm sure you haven't heard before or don't hear much? <gasps> I love um, it. Bring it. I'm, uh, I- I'm far more excited for the Han Solo spinoff than I am for Rogue One. Infinitely more. Oh, that's fine. That's cool. I thought you were going to say more than. I thought you were going to say more than episode eight, and I was. I just had my finger over the cutoff button. No, you just blocked me on Facebook. We never talk again. No, it's the uh, it's the Han Solo spinoff. I'm I'm crazy excited about that. Partially because I'm in love with Donald Glover, and uh, I think he's he's who I've wanted to be a young Lando since, geez, probably sophomore year of high school. I've always like thought he'd be the perfect Lando. I love him to death, and I think he's just going to make the movie fantastic in and of itself. And I think everybody behind it, behind the Han Solo movie, there's not really any bad people who are working on that. Like the writer's great, directors are great. The actor that they got to be Han Solo is uh, is fantastic, at least from what I've seen him in. Like in Hail Caesar, he was great. But Rogue One, I don't know. Like I- I'm excited. I think Gareth Edwards is a great director when it comes to spectacle. I've yet to see any of his stuff that really emphasizes story. And I don't know if Rogue One is going to be more story-focused or action-focused. And I'm curious to see uh, what happens with that. Sorry for my disappointing hot take. I'm not disappointed, <laughs> I'm not disappointed at all. I, I, don't think, I, I think it could be neck and neck with... Um... You know the Han, the Han Solo and, and, and Rogue One. I don't think uh, I, don't, I don't think that's as controversial as you hoped. Maybe, maybe it's just the week we're having that that seems not much. I see so much um, hate for that movie though. Like so many people are just like it's going to be awful. I don't want it made. I, th- I guess that's why I thought it was controversial. I'm surrounded by negativity. I spend all my time on the internet. Yeah, I I wouldn't have voted for it to get made, but now it is. So I'm like. All right, let's see it. Let's make it good. The, the car, like, you know, like, as you're saying, all the pieces coming together. Who, who'd have thought a, 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 mo- a Lego movie would be so good? And, and actually, I, I could say the same about that 21 Jump Street. That was, like, the Lego movie was so much better than it should have been. Like, it was just magic. And uh, 20, 21 Jump Street was, was better than it should have been. I, I, I 21 so. Jump Street, it might be one of the funniest movies I think I've seen in my entire life. I, I love that movie, and I can't remember a time I've ever laughed harder than during 21 and 22 Jump Street while in a movie theater with people. It, uh, those movies are just so fantastic. And the Lego movie, like you said, very, very good. I, I think the most I've ever laughed in a cinema is of... Um... In old school, when Will Farrell falls in the uh, pool because he's got the dart, and, it, and 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 the song comes on, "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend," <laughs> that that was, I erupted in this like I couldn't control myself. It was it was amazing. It was so good. Um, where, where's your hype at, Charlie? For Rogue One or for the Han Solo? Both. Which is more hype? What's your hype meter? Rogue One, I, I just love the, the Rebels and the Imperial sort of, you know, just seeing them all back together again and seeing Yavin again. I don't know, it just feels very magical, like the way they've recreated it all. And I know it, like The Force Awakens was yeah. kind of similar sort of iconography, but it's the actual, like the actual planets and actual sort of, it just feels a little bit special seeing that all over again. So, I, I did see in one of the featurettes that they've sort of redone that shot of a ship flying off with the guy with the worst job in the universe on that pole that has to, like, 
measure how fast the ship's flying away. You know that guy on Yavin yeah, on the on the moon. That's girl, yeah. yeah, just that is just the most horrible job ever. Just to like, hey, yeah, just go up on this pole and scan shit for no reason. How does I don't know. I I, I guess it goes up and down, but. What a bummer while you're up there. But they recreated that with the, the U-Wing. They sort of, you know, did the same thing with the same guy. Another day, another ship, scanning, scanning, scanning. It was very... It, it did get me. I was just like, oh, that's beautiful. Like, it is... Um, much like the special edition when they redid the X-Wings heading towards the Death Star, it is sometimes quite thrilling to see these classic images and angles done with with modern technology but go on about your uh hand solo film reports charlie well like we were in attendance at celebration and like you were saying about um miller and lord and there was such an energy from that room you i, I really felt like i really trusted them i was a bit unsure with the Han solo film before like i was 50 50 but when i was in that room and i heard them speaking about the project and the enthusiasm they had for the character it just really nailed it like for me and now I just I just can't wait to see what they do with it. And like Tyler said, the casting has been brilliant. I mean, another Lawrence Kasdan script, so it should be great. More classic console lines, hopefully. So I'm a bit optimistic for both of the films, I think, really. Yeah, thinking positive. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, and the Han, when he came out, Alden, I, I, was, I was sold. I was sold with his cheeky grin. It won yeah, me over. Yeah, grin. That was... It was like perfect Han Solo grin, and you just like, he's Han Solo. Well, Harrison Ford's Han Solo, but we'll give him a shot. We'll, we'll see how he goes. We'll see how he goes. Um, anything else on your mind, Charlie? No, that's it. That's all I had to say. <laughs> Alrighty, buddy. I um, thanks for calling in. I'll put you back on hold so you can listen to the rest of the show, and uh, I'll chat to you on the internet. Probably in the next hour. Who knows? But um, thanks heaps, man. That's right. Thank you. Speak soon. You guys, Rogue One is almost here and so is the Mendo Tribute T-shirt. Ben Mendelsohn, the man behind Director Krennic. As we call him in Australia, Mendo has been beautifully depicted. A beautiful depiction calling upon classic vintage Star Wars Kenner instructions. you got to check out this print. I love it. It depicts his sweet, sweet cape and a measurable power. The t-shirts are printed on all-style 1701 ring-spun blanks. So you get a tube t-shirt, no side seams, and are screen-printed, not digitally printed. So you're going to have a t-shirt that's going to last you for Star Wars films to come. Plus, when you purchase, you instantly get 10 premium download episodes not available on the normal feed. Some classic, very popular Steel Wars supporter exclusives. And if you are a supporter, you get 15% off. So go check out the Mendo t-shirt. It has already got a great reaction. People are loving it. Check it out at steelwars.com. I should point out a, uh, a plug for another podcast that I love, the Star Wars Minutes have uh, they're just four days in on their Attack of the Clones season. So uh, we, uh, if you haven't listened to the Star Wars Minute episode of Steel Wars, where we talk to those guys about their uh, quest to review and analyse each minute of the Star Wars films as they go, they're four minutes into Attack of the Clones. And uh, that's Monday to Friday. And it's a little treat. Little 20-minute episode to listen to every every day, so uh, I highly recommend that one. We have got another call. It is five three zero. Tell us who you are and where you're calling from. What's up, man? It's Ewan Saldivar calling from California, and I think that Rogue One is going to be better than Force Awakens. Really? You're on a um, you're, you're on a a, pr- a pretty rugged line there, Ilan. Uh, why do you think so? What what, what is your uh, what what is your th- rationale? 
Well, Rogue One is something I've wanted to see for a while, like a genre movie in the Star Wars universe, and I can't wait to see more. It it, it opens the door for things like, like Star Wars horror movies and rom-coms and things like that. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Hey, Ellen, I'm... Um if you can just call back in, and uh, I'll put you straight back on the line, but this it's a bit crackly. It sounds a bit like you're uh, next to a, uh, a hot open fire. So can you just call back in, and, like straight back, and I'll put you straight back on? <laughs> it sounded like he was calling in via Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a lot of shit going on, you know? He's got calls to make, secret messages to get out there. Hydra agents to contact? I don't know. Oh, he works for Hydra? Don't let him call back. I just thought of the secret messages. I just thought of the secret messages. I um another thing I've just it's just I spotted today was uh a few international Rogue One character posters. It's it's interesting who they're focusing on. This one, uh, this is some Asian region. I can't determine where, but it's they're just sort of covering the rebellion. You've got a uh, Baze and Churok, K two, uh, Jin. No, no Krennic, no Vader. Vader is very low key, very low key. But um, I think we have got Ellen back on the call. Let's see if it's crackling still. You're back. Uh, hello. Uh, am I still crackling like a fireplace? No, you you're much better. You are much, much better. This That worked perfectly. Rogue One, better than The Force Awakens. Let's go. Let's hear about it. Well, it's just... Well, the Force Awakens is great, but it borrows just a little too much from the original, the original uh, Star Wars movie... What I need to see is stuff like a war movie and that Rogue One is apparently supposed to be. Things like that. I always find it weird when people... Often, actually, on, on, the, uh, on the group, the, 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 the theory that The Force Awakens borrows heavily from a New Hope story arc gets met with a lot of um, defensiveness. And I... I don't sort of. I just think it's just like, yeah, it's there. It's it's a similar story. It doesn't make it bad. Star Wars has lots of similar stories throughout it, um, but it does. It definitely seems like it's a soft spot for a lot of fans. There's a lot of soft Not- spots for a lot of Star Wars fans and a lot of stuff. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. Wait, it's well, a big gooey mess. Yeah. I mean, I I've talked multiple times, like in the Facebook group. Another example. I'm a really big fan of the Letter Media Mr. Plinker reviews. I think they're very funny, and I think they have a lot of legitimate analysis in it. I mentioned once in um, the Facebook group, and this was this was a long time ago. We have everything under wraps now. But I mentioned once in the Facebook group, yeah, I'm a big fan. And I got two messages uh, from separate people. One was just saying, uh, kill yourself for liking Mr. Plinkett. I was like, okay, Ooh. that's fair. And, uh, right. and the other one... The other one was just a lot of uh, a lot of swearing, talking about how I'm not a real Star Wars fan, how I probably haven't even seen Star Wars, and I, and I'm just a hater. And I, I replied and I said, I don't hate Star Wars, and I've actually seen Star Wars before. Have you seen Star Wars? And then uh, he said, Yeah, I've seen Star Wars. Have you? And I'm just like, Okay, this conversation's over. And I blocked him. But uh, people get all up in arms for nothing. Like, just across the board for Star Wars fans, I don't know what it is, but people get very personally offended if you if you disagree or if you uh, if you critique The Force Awakens, especially. Force Awakens is perfect to a lot of people. Well, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that The Force Awakens is terrible. I'm just saying that Rogue oh, no. One is kind of a breath of fresh air that the Star Wars universe kind of needs something that's not focused just on the Skywalkers, but something that's focused... Like elsewhere, I totally agree. I don't like you disparaging the Skywalkers in that way, but I agree. Uh, I'm a Luke Skywalker fan through and through. All right, just watch yourself, buddy. Just watch yourself. Ignite the green. Ignite the green. 
But yeah, I, I think we've got a big opportunity to um, be surprised. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of amped that, and and they do have those characters and 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 the cameos that they uh, have access to, that that thing to really wow us and and, and pluck at our our um, heartstrings to uh, bring back these characters and. I think we can... It, it, it's set. I'm, I'm trying not to think about it, but it is set to blow us out of the water because we're not going into it. So I'm going into it quite casually. I'm whistling Dixie. I'm just... Got my hands in my pockets, just strolling into the cinema on the 14th. Whereas The Force Awakens, I was just like, don't ruin this for me, please. 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 I, I think it, I think if someone had told me that Luke Skywalker wasn't going to talk, I would have even been more stressed. But thankfully, I uh, I had no no idea about that at all. Well, uh, another thing that is great to see in Rogue One is that hopefully it's like a self-contained story, so that you can see like a beginning, middle, and an end to a story instead of just having like a trilogy that just continues on, kind of like how. Star Wars, like the original one, had like a beginning and an end, and it, it was just like fine through and through, like perfect. But uh, the the prequels had the problem where they just kept going on and on and on. And uh, Empire is like the perfect level of just kind of ending it, but on a cliffhanger. Whereas Force Awakens, like they have so many things that are just completely unanswered, like all this Snoke stuff and who's raised parents and all that stuff. But really, in the, the original Star Wars, no one ever thought that, hey, I think the main character, Luke Skywalker's dad, is also Darth Vader from Star Wars. No one ever thought that. That wasn't just something people were thinking. Your Darth Vader theory would have sucked. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> It would have. I would have made up a sticker to mock you. <laughs> would have been awesome. Irvin and I have had plenty of discussions up. about awful Snoke theories. I understand. If I had to hear Darth Vader theories, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah that 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 one shot movie is is going to be a a breath of, of fresh air. And I, I think one of my criticisms of Rebels is its inability. To, to kill off characters when the time is right, like Darth Maul, is he is he is he part cat or what? Because he's onto his eighth life now, I think. And uh, Ahsoka just, you know, Ahsoka had the perfect time at the end of uh, season two that would have uh, really been an emotional and and perfect end with uh, the potential end where she saw Anakin's face as she died. I. Like, some people say, oh, if if this works out, will they do, like, a Rogue 2? And it's just like... <laughs> there's a galaxy. A galaxy! We don't need to know what was happening. Yeah, so I, I, I think it could be uh, kind of cool to... You know, it just gets wrapped up. One and done. And then if if, if someone makes it through, if someone makes it to the end alive, then... Off to Marvel Comics you may go, or Delray Publishing, but um, I, I want to see, I want to see different, different little stories and stuff like that. Uh, anything else on your mind tonight, Alan? Elon. Elon. Oh, it's my Australian accent, my friend. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You you can, you can blame your accent, of course. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Fingers but going over the, the hang up button. Yeah. The the uh the problem with having so many like theories and stuff about like Ray's parents and like Snoke's origin or not origin but like who he is and things like that me like means that no matter what they do, it's either not gonna be as great as what people think or it's going to be exactly what they think. And they're not going to be surprised, whereas Darth Vader being Luke's father was a real surprise, and that's what made that so amazing. 
But you're using the biggest twist in like the history of cinema as the barometer. Nothing's gonna touch that at all. Uh, the the most abs- it would have to be the most absurd thing you've ever seen in your entire life to replicate the shock people must have felt back then. I, I it's not going to uh, meet anybody's expectations. It would have to be like Ray's father is Danny DeVito's character and it's always sunny, and the mother is actually oh. Ellen DeGeneres just to completely break the fourth wall and destroy Star Wars, that would get people, like, <laughs> to lose their minds. It's not going to blow oh. anybody's minds. Tyler, can you stop talking? Well, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It has to be ridiculous garbage for people to be, like, shocked by it. There's going to be one guy I, I love- who, who's going to guess it, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, I, I knew it was... I knew it was uh, Lando all along. Just Lando. Yep. No mother. <laughs> I that, like the Darth Vader reveal was so shocking. The Darth Vader <laughs> reveal was so shocking that even the actor didn't know. I, I love that. Well, it's just because people didn't see it coming, whereas now we have to pick apart absolutely everything to try to figure out who they are instead of just watching it as a movie and just waiting to see what comes next. Welcome to Star Wars, man. <laughs> that's all it's been. That's all it is. Speculation. Star Wars the... 2016. I, I just have to say, you idiots on the chat room talking about if Luke had a heli saber, you're all going to get banned from everything soon. Don't. That is blasphemy. That is blasphemy. Luke Skywalker is going to ignite the green. It's going to be a single saber. He's probably going to be dressed like a garbage man when he does it, but we're going to love it. No heli sabers. Gonna be beautiful. Everybody give Steel a break. He can't handle the hella sabers and my Danny DeVito references. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough episode. Thank you, Elon. I um, apologize for the mispronunciation of the name, but I'm from another country, ain't I, mate? And thanks for contributing. I'll talk to you next week, hopefully, buddy. Alright. See you. <laughs> he, he calls in pretty regularly, but I get the feeling he hates my guts. So, um, very, very dry. <laughs> Sign off was funny. <laughs> Just like, thanks. I hope to talk to you again soon. All right, see ya. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Melbourne, Sydney, and Queensland, Steel Wars is podcasting hot on the heels of Rogue One, a Star Wars story in your area. Of course, we have got the huge Out at Knox, the premiere screening with Star Walking Inc. and post-premiere reaction podcast at Seamus O'Toole's Directly next door, the cinema, straight after. Just like we did for The Force Awakens. It is going to be huge. It is going to be the best of times. That is on the Wednesday night, the 14th, which, of course, is the Thursday morning. Tickets are going super fast for that, and you don't want to miss the opportunity to see a Star Wars film with 799 other screaming, hyped-up Star Wars fans. Plus, you get the podcast after that, which is last year's one was awesome. We're not going to go as long as last year. And of course, we have organized uh, a bus as well. If you're coming from the city and you want a bus to and from the event, tickets are available for that. Then on Saturday the 17th, we are doing a live Steel Wars reaction at the Chippendale Hotel in Sydney with a bunch of previous guests. It's going to be awesome. It is a double header. Steel Wars at 2 p.m. I love Gringo Gutters at 4.15. And then Queensland at Brisbane's The Bright Side. We are doing another Steel Wars I Love Gringo Letters doubleheader on the Sunday afternoon, the 18th of December. Cannot wait. What an exciting month to be a Star Wars fan. So join us live at the Steel Wars Live podcasts. All the details are at steelwars.com. We've got a, um, well, you've got a mega group with, uh, how many members you got? About 2,800, 2,900, something like that? We're just under 2,800. At this rate, we'll probably hit 3,000 by the end of the year. It's been around for 11 months, so it's pretty good growth. 
it's uh, it's much higher than where I thought it would be when I started. Oh, now, now Elon's having a go at me on in the chat room. Oh, next week, buddy. It's on. It's on, buddy. Rest in peace, Elon. Um, nice knowing you. The well, uh, yeah, Elon is a member of. We've got a, a little, a small, a little boutique group called the uh, the Steel Wars Star Wars Listener. Haven, I think I've got that name right. I don't even know what it's... It's yes. the Steel Wars no, the, the listener, Steel, Star Wars Haven. Listener, no, Safe Haven. It's a Safe Haven. And it's it's, it's just a little little place for us to chat. Just so uh, if people are listeners of the Steel Wars podcast and they want to go join in there, as well as the Star Wars Podcast Alliance, you, over at the Podcast Alliance you get a... It's, it's a lot of people and a lot of uh, well-known Star Wars podcasters and, and fans oh, yeah. in there. That's yeah, a, we have, uh, it's a, real we have a lot of, like, of StarWars.com um, contributors and a lot of podcasters. Like, uh, Amy Ratcliffe and Brian Young are in there a bunch. Uh, Bobby Roberts. Dan Zare from Coffee with Kenobi uh, popped in yesterday for a bit. There's a lot of people. So if you're a fan of Star Wars podcasts, then you can, you're very likely to pop in there and see some people that you recognize. It's a good community. I like it. It is, it is quite fun. I am going to go to a Skype caller. Who are you, and where are you calling from? Hey, hey it's uh, Brad from British Columbia, Canada. Hey, Brad, what's going on, my man? In the last two weeks, I finished Ahsoka and Catalyst, and no spoilers, I promise. But I just wanted to know. What do you guys think is the key to getting uh, a good Star Wars book? Because I've been finding that, like, the less I care about what happens, the the more I'm enjoying it. <clears throat> like, for example, Lost Stars, it's like about two background characters, you know? You don't really care, but then it ends up blowing you away. Whereas, like, something like Aftermath, which happens, like, right after... Um, Return of the Jedi, you're you're really invested in that. I'm not I'm not sure if it's just me or is it is that the key to making a good uh, good Star Wars book? So the the key is to enjoying it is to not care. Is that what you're saying? Or well, yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, is am I the only one that's thinking that, or like, <clears throat> is it just coincidence that the the stories that are um, wit written well are the stories that you know you don't really have a personal investment in? Hmm. I don't know. I, I do know that um, aftermath overhyped, and I don't mean in in relation to the quality of the book, but kind of the the promise that it was sort of marketed under, that it was our, you know, that like I I just think like a core desire for Star Wars fans is to know what happens after Return of the Jedi, to the main characters. And I kind of think we went into that book, tell us what happened. Do you know what I mean? Like in like Air of the Empire, it, it told us, you know, now a now non-canon depiction of what happened after Return of the Jedi. And, and I just think that, that it, it, it overhyped what we were going to get, the information it was going to deliver us, because it was a huge right turn from the story that we wanted to follow. I don't know. Did you? What did you think of? I, I I've got both Catalyst and Ahsoka. I have not had time to open either book. Um, I'm going on a holiday on uh, Sunday, and I will be opening said books. Um, what did you think? Are you, are you are you thumbing up? Are you thumbing down? Is your thumb in an awkward flat top position? I really enjoyed both of them, but. <clears throat> That's what I was going to ask. It's like because I don't really care about the character of a soap glass for me, but she she doesn't really. I don't know. I don't really care about that character. So I really enjoyed the book because I wasn't invested in it. And the same with Catalyst. It's like who cares? You know how the Death Star is made, but it's like oh, it just ended up being really good. So I don't know if I. Who cares how the Death anyone. Star is made? You're in. For, you're in for a long month, buddy. Well, that, that's why that's why uh, I'm actually excited, even more excited for Rogue One now, because it's like uh, I don't really care too much about that, but you know, all the villains look awesome. And, can I, can but, I ask you, you a know, question? Kind of blow me out of the water. Can I ask you a question? What What do you care yeah. about in Star Wars? Because I haven't heard you say I care about anything. 
<laughs> no, I, well, I, I, I was asking about specific things. I don't, uh, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I'm, like just, I'm just curious. Villains, mostly. That's my, oh, man. that's my big thing. My man. Uh, how did, um, how did Mendo shape up in Catalyst? He was awesome. I think after the, you know, if he does get in the movie, I think he might end up being one of my favorite villains. Mendo. Sweet, sweet Mendo. We've got a great bit of Mendo uh, tribute merch that will be uh, announced this week. So uh, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty. It's a pretty sweet dedication to the great man. But um, we are running out of time for the uh, the open lines. So Brad, uh, thanks so much for calling in. I'll put you back on hold so you can hear the uh, the bonus section, and uh, I'll talk to you again hopefully next week. Now, uh, before we wrap up. Just to make clear, if you're a Steel Wars supporter, you will uh, have a bonus section after this. We'll take a, another call and uh, wrap it up. And information, if you're not a Steel Wars supporter, uh, will come after this. And if you are on hold, you can keep listening to that section. But um, something I'm going to talk about in the uh, bonus section, Tyler, is a call from Eric. Eric, you're on the line. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm great, man. How are you guys? I am super good. Now, Eric is a uh, regular contributor to the Calling Show and also does all the little clamor um, preview or sizzle clips for the uh, the podcast that goes up on on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Now, after uh, Rob or Robbo's call last week about why Vader would have stuck with Palpatine after sort of Star Wars. Um, you, you've got a few thoughts about that. You, you've on, In the Steel Wars uh, listener safe haven, you wrote quite the piece about reasons why Darth Vader would um, stick with Palpatine. Well, I just want to start by saying, look, we all know Star Wars is back. So because of that, <laughs> I'm like, please let me be the first caller that gets to say that. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you, you, you got to figure. <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm glad. You know what? I've I've reached my peak. This is. I'm leaving on the high note. I'm Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us a quick sizzle of your piece. We've got, to, and then I've got to go to plugs to wrap up for the um, open show. Okay, real quick. The thing is, you have to remember what a head game it was for Anakin, and you got to think about the situation he was in from the psychological standpoint, and what people have to do to cope with terrible things that have happened in their lives and the terrible things they've done. And the easiest, easiest line to get on that is think about a drug addict. If you've ever known one, so many of their actions revolve around this. They know they're doing it wrong, but they keep doing it to not face the fact that they keep doing it. All right. That is a sizzle for the after show. Um, We've got about 20 seconds. Tyler, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. Twitter, at T. Westhouse, the Star Wars Podcast Alliance uh, Facebook group, uh, StarWars.com, Instagram, Westhouse. That's what I got. Nice. And everyone is very welcome to join the Star Wars uh, Podcast Alliance on Star Wars, on Facebook, on StarWars.Facebook, on Facebook, where all good Star Wars groups are found. There will be no call-in show next week as uh, I'll be on Sweet Sweet Vacay, but by the time we are back in, um, from that, I'll be back in Australia away from my wife and cat, so I'm going to have a lot of time to talk on the internet, you guys. So we'll be doing call-in shows four times a day. Do not worry about that. Thanks so much for everyone in the chat room. Thanks for all our callers. We will now go to the bonus show. Alrighty, we are in the bonus show. Thank you, Steel Wars supporters. We've got Eric back on the line. Now, Tyler, just to... um, We've got a a very astute caller. He wasn't around tonight, which is a bit of a shame, which is uh, Rob, who he is a lawyer by trade. 
and he brings his um, intricacies of war, his uh, passion for detail into his Star Wars fandom, which makes for some very contentious chats. And he couldn't fathom why Darth Vader would uh, would have stayed with Palpatine after uh, Padme died, and it all and like what was what was Darth Vader's sort of what drove him to stick with it? Now, Eric, let's let, let's run through your points, buddy. Okay, if I if I start to go on too long on any particular one, just you know, clear your throat really loud or something. You know, the biggest thing is that Palpatine started playing Anakin from day one. Hey guys, I hope you had fun listening to our 10th, number 10 of our call-in show series. Uh, Super fun with Tyler Westhouse and uh, the live call-in shows will return in December. So keep an eye on uh, the Twitter and Facebook and I guess Instagram, and the website, steelwars.com, when we announce when the next ones will be. But we are going to be back in full swing for December. We've got some great interview guests and, of course, the live reaction podcast. Hey, if you're a Steel Wars supporter, which is $3 Australian a month, or which is about $2.20 American, you'd be listening to the 40 or so minutes in the bonus section right now. We record extra stuff for the supporters. Uh, Not only do they get access to the full growing library of Steel Wars uh, interview episodes and uh, special bonus episodes that we create, but uh, on this one, things go crazy as I get cut off from the show. So then Tyler carries on without me and uh, all the previous caller inners, if that's what you could call them, callers, uh, end up jumping in and it gets quite crazy. So they have a lot of fun at my expense. Uh, I think I'm in for about 20 minutes and then things go loopy for the next 20 minutes. Uh, so if you are interested in becoming a Steel Wars supporter, check it out at steelwars.com. You get uh, all the full-length episodes, uh, the previous episodes after the last 25 only leave, the last, uh, the first like 10 minutes or so up as a bit of a sizzle. And uh, we save the full-length ones for the people that are helping us keep the podcast going. And through December, we are going to have an absolute sea of content i'm going to try put up for the supporters a new audio content every day in december every day of the month so we're going to be so hyped we're going to be doing call-in shows we've got interviews we've got um, the reactions so uh this is a good month to sign up and also we've got the uh, mendo t-shirts for sale and if you're a steel supporter you get 15% off. So it actually, if you want to do it for a month and test it out, it will save money on the t-shirt because you'll get the money off that you spent on the supporter page. Trust me, I'm very good at math. Just become a supporter and buy a t-shirt. That's the math. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back at full swing in December. I'm, uh, I'm doing a very exciting interview tomorrow, which will be up next Tuesday. And uh, then we'll be back to the normal uh, twice a week uh, regular episodes as well as, as I said, bonus episodes every day for supporters in December. Um, of course, the like a normal Steel Wars episode, that will count as the supporters' uh, content for that day. <laughs> Let's not get too crazy. But you're going to get 31 pieces of content 31 pieces of audio content in December, you guys. Uh, we do have the uh, Mendo t-shirts up for sale on uh, SteelWars.com. Uh, my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, uh, just put up a new episode with Gareth Reynolds and Dave Anthony from the uber-popular podcast, The Dollop. And I Love Green Guide Letters, essentially, we review, in inverted commas, the complaint letters to the Australian TV guide, which is called The Green Guide in Melbourne. It is funny. It is a very funny episode. And the episode before that, we had Nick Mason on uh, from the Weekly Planet and Luke McGregor, who's been on Steel Wars a few times. And if you're in Australia, you'd know he is a 
rising star of Australian television and comedy. Um, what else is happening? Uh, making Star Wars. If you are in uh, America and you're buying tickets to go see Rogue One, you may have already purchased your first ticket. But for supplemental tickets, they are doing an awesome thing. We're, of course, part of the Making Star Wars podcast network. But what Amanda and Jason have organized through Adam Tickets and Making Star Wars, they've teamed up to raise donations for the Starlight Children's Foundation, uh, help look after sick kids and their family. And uh, if you buy tickets uh, through Making Star Wars, uh, there's a, a dollar goes to uh, the Starlight Foundation. And uh, on top of that, uh, Adam Tickets is uh, throwing in a $5 gift uh, when you sign up. So, that is awesome. That is, the website for that is atm.tk forward slash making Star Wars. And if you go to makingstarwars.net, it is pinned to the top of the website. So, um, it's a great opportunity. You're going to be buying the tickets. Why not put it through them? Making Star Wars uh, are donating all the proceeds they get from uh, the, you know, the commission thing, which is, I think it's a dollar. And then, uh, also, if you're a new signee, you can get a $5 gift and that will save you money on that. So all the details are at makingstarwars.net at the top. And of course, we are part of the makingstarwars.net podcasting network. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed. uh, I've been on, well, not this week, but the last few weeks of Making Star Wars Nets. Now this is podcasting. We have awesome just so much fun running through the week's news. So check that out. And I know all the podcasters in the network are going to be pumping out sweet pods uh, before and especially after the release of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Thank you guys so much. If you are in Melbourne, Sydney or Brisbane, make sure you've got your tickets to come to the live Steel Wars podcast. It's going to be the best of times. And uh, of course, it's going to be a lot of audience interaction. We want to hear your uh, pros and uh, hopefully not too many cons of of the show. So uh, it's going to be big audience participation. Um, the Q&A is going to take up a lot of the show because we want some discussions. We want to know what you guys hear. So essentially going to be on a live podcast. It's going to be the best. Uh, thank you guys so much. May that force be with you. <laughs>